everybody. Welcome to Mormonish. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Landon. And Landon, why don't you tell everybody where you are? <laughs> oh, I'm I'm in Seoul, South Korea right now. Landon is in Seoul, South Korea. Mormonish is international. Nothing is going <laughs> to stop us from getting our broadcasts out, even when one of our co-hosts is across the world, right? <laughs> That's right. We're going to keep this rolling. There's, there's things we've rolling. got to cover. <laughs> And that is true. And that actually describes this particular episode because every once in a while we'll do one where it's just sort of a current event, something that comes out and we just feel like we'd like to address. So that's what this episode is. Um, about a week ago, I noticed on social media, on one of the post-Mormon um, uh, Reddit threads, somebody had posted an invitation that they had found at their parents' home. And this invitation uh, post got over 400 comments. People were really interested in this. This was an invitation to a fundraising event where an apostle was going to speak. So we thought, Hmm. Something that's getting this much interest and this many comments, we re really want to look into it a little farther. So we did. Investigative journalism. <laughs> <laughs> so let's pull first, first slide, Landon. So why don't you kind of describe what this is and why this was so interesting? Yeah, this really caught our eye, first off, because it sounds ridiculous. Moroni Day. Who's ever heard of Moroni Day? <laughs> uh, it, had, it had the Elder Rasband, one of the Quorum of the Twelve on it. And the thing that really caught our eye was this uh, highlighted section right here, $250 per plate to Scripture Central, a 501c3 nonprofit. Now, uh, I think most of us have heard of Scripture Central. It used to be called Book of Mormon Central. Before that, it was like Book of Mormon Archaeology or something. They, they keep changing their name. But um, $250 a plate to come listen to a prophet speak. Uh, that just does not sound like what we're used to in the church, that you have paid speaking uh, engagements for the apostle. Now, I don't believe he's going and getting paid, but he certainly, uh, it sure looks like it's a fundraiser for an apologist uh, website. Uh, right. Fact, and I guess we should explain maybe Moroni Day. And um, this is going to be in September. So this is well in advance that this is sent out. This is a hard copy that arrived at someone's house and somebody put a picture of it on uh, post-Mormon social media. Moroni Day is a celebration of September 22nd, actually this time the 200th year anniversary. So a pretty big deal um, when Moroni first um, allegedly visited Joseph Smith. Now they have had this event in the past. Last year, there was also a $250 a plate um, dinner. We're kind of going to get into that a little bit as we go along. And prior to that, what I could find was Celebration basically putting out information about it. I'm not sure that they had any kind of gathering. I couldn't find that. It looks like they just put out information that we all need to mark and celebrate this day. And here we have Elder Rasband listed as, um, does it say, it's so small, I can't read it. I think it says keynote. Does it say yeah, keynote? Yeah, I think he the, was referred to as a keynote. Yeah. Yep. Right, right on top there as right keynote on, yeah. speaker. You should and, say and in all, huge writing, Rebecca. <laughs> well, it's, it is Sorry. a little smaller. <laughs> it is exactly. But yeah, this just piqued our interest in obviously a lot of other people because on the surface, it looked like, oh my goodness, is an apostle speaking at a fundraiser for an organization, which I think some would characterize as an apologetic organization for the church. They definitely put out materials um, explaining, you know, 
anachronisms in the Book of Mormon, or it's an basically an apologist um, organization. I would encourage you all to go look at this page so you can, or this website, so you can find out more what it's about. So anyway, armed with this and the barcode there that says RSVP, I think, is that our next slide, Landon? Yeah, I, I do want to point out, though, there are going to be some musical guests. Uh -huh, and if, sure. if you notice up above there, uh, one of them is Jenny Oaks Baker. Mm -hmm. I'm not mm -hmm. sure if that's a daughter or a granddaughter of. Uh, I think she it's looks a granddaughter. Too, I think a granddaughter. She looks yeah. too young to be a, a daughter. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, th this is all the big names in the church are coming mm -hmm. together for this uh, $250 plate. So, yeah, let's go ahead and go to that. Uh, Next slide. Uh, and you're right. If you want to go and, and hit this a little bit and tell what happened when you hit the queue, when, when you went in on the code, uh, it, it took you to this site that we're bringing up, if you want to describe that a little bit. Exactly. And so it had more information. However, it also did have little notes on it that said, change this. So it was hard to tell. Maybe it was a work in progress. Maybe they sent out the hard copy invitation and then, you know, they had an online information um, and they needed to update it or something. But, you know, I kind of took it from the angle as if I received this invitation and I scanned the barcode, which I did, this is what I would be told about the event. So this has a little more information. Landon, why don't you talk about the highlighted area there? Yeah, so uh, we highlighted this because this is the first thing that we came into. It said right on it, this is a special fundraising dinner to support Book of Mormon Central. Uh, that just didn't seem to sit right, that an, uh, an apostle is showing up as a keynote speaker as a, at a fundraiser for an apologist site. And if you read a little further on here, it says every dollar donated is a sacred trust helping build enduring faith in Jesus Christ by making the scriptures accessible, comprehensible, and defensible to people everywhere. Uh, so that's kind of their mission. It's like, really, uh, we have to have an apologetic uh, site to make the scriptures comprehensible and defensible. The, 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 the prophets can't do that. The, the, the general authorities can't do that. They have to have a separate website. Uh, but he goes on, it, it goes on, says, because of your support, Book of Mormon Central has become the largest producer of Come Follow Me enrichment material outside the official church and the largest producer of Book of Mormon content in the world. Uh, that itself seems a little strange in that the church tells us not to use outside material in support of, of your lessons. So to, to come and, and raise money for a Come Follow Me Enrich that produces Come Follow Me Enrichment material seems a little odd when they tell us not to use that material inside the classroom to use only church-approved sources. That does seem like a conflicting message there. Absolutely. And I do wonder what they're going to do now that there's only one manual. <laughs> That'll be really interesting. Everything's very consolidated. But instead, he had questions or had seen something on maybe a post-Mormon site and didn't know what to think. You could go to Book of Mormon Central, now Scripture Central, and you could look up some answers, some apologist answers. And I also have to note, I think it's interesting that they they changed it from Book of Mormon Central to Scripture Central. And if I remember the announcement on that, they did say it was just to be more comprehensive or more accessible. But I actually wonder if it wasn't sort of a victory for Satan kind of a thing. <laughs> <Where> they, because <laughs> I've said this before and I'll say it again. I believe that they are eventually going to 
remove Book of Mormon and just start calling it another testament of Jesus Christ. That's my prediction. I'm on record right now saying it. <laughs> but anyway, that's a little bit about the site. And yeah, we definitely, once we scanned the barcode and went in, it raised a few more questions. So then we decided, let's just dig into the site a little bit more and find out what it's all about. So here we have, if you Google Book of Mormon Central or Scripture Central, this is what will come up. Yeah, and you notice that they go by both names, Book of Mormon mm -hmm. Central. They're still going by that, but then at the at the very uh, top there, it says Scripture Central builds enduring faith, uh, illuminating the Book of Mormon and other restoration scripture. I, I went and looked at some of the uh, websites that they run, and really, <laughs> amazingly enough, uh, there there's one that just kind of encompasses uh, scripture, more like Bible scriptures. And that by far was their biggest site because I think it uh, goes outside just the LDS world that anybody could look at these. They were little quotes and sayings and stuff for the day. And that was by far their biggest uh, market. Uh, the, the Pearl of Great Price Central, the Doctrine and Covenant Central, those were not very large, you know, 16,000. Uh, it's more of a niche. A niche. Them. Yeah, very niche. Uh, so, you can see here the Come Follow Me is their big, uh, if, if you're te teaching a lesson, you can go to the Come Follow Me and you'll get a lot of information. So this site is really produced to help people do uh, Sunday, teach a Sunday school lesson or teach a priesthood lesson. And so their viewership, they, they boast like 60, that they had 68 million interfaces last year. Uh, most of that's probably church members looking for church material to use for their lessons each week. Uh, although they do have, uh, when you go into their site, they, they're very much an apologetic website. They say they have the answers to the questions that are, that, that there are answers to all of these questions that yes. have been asked. Although nobody's been able to give a good one yet, they, they do have answers and post them there. Yeah, it's definitely sort of a don't fear, don't worry come here, we have brilliant scholars, you know, we have researchers, and we have dug into this, no need to worry. If some of your family members said something that you, you know, kind of rocks your point of view, come here, we will explain this to you. And that's what the word defensible means. We will also give you the tools to be able to go back to that family member and say, no, no, it's actually like this. So it's definitely a site where you bring your questions and you get those answers that give you peace of mind if you're feeling a little cognitive dissonance about um, some of the information that you're hearing. I think in teaching a preparing for Sunday school lessons now, you uh, you have to be prepared with some of that yep. information because it's yep. out there enough that people are going to ask the question and they're going to say, yep. you know, what's... Uh, why, why are there multiple first vision accounts that may come up exactly. in your lesson? And so they have exactly. to be prepared to answer those questions. And they're yep. saying that we're, we're the place you can go to, to answer those questions in a faithful uh, yep. setting. So, um, they also, if, if we go into the, into the, uh, some of the other things that they say uh, on their website, they say who they are, what they do. Um, so here's some of the things that they do. They, Scripture Plus, this is the one I was talking about. Um, it's a, an app that uh, fully interacts scripture study app. So it's one that I think a lot of uh, people, not just Mormons, but others can utilize um, for scripture study. Um, but it's got commentaries from general authorities and what they say, reliable scholars, which reliable scholars means BYU scholars who have not right. been 
fact checked by anyone outside. No peer review, just <laughs> no peer yeah, reviews. Just faithful, yeah, exactly. Yeah, just fa no faithful scholars that are giving you answers that they've backed into. Um, they also have no whys, which are articles that explain topics, uh, what they call doctrinal gems. Uh, they've got an archive, uh, which is a digital repository repository for audiovisual and other things. And then they also have additional projects uh, and, and marketing uh, to reach out uh, and, and put this stuff out on YouTube, WhatsApp, Facebook, all the different uh, social media platforms. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of what they what they claim. But this was the really interesting part. Um, I'll let you kind of explain the vision statement. I think the vision statement's big enough that even Rebecca might be able to read. Thank you. <laughs> yes, it's a running joke. I'm going to have to have reading glasses on my head, on my eyes, hanging from a chain. <laughs> 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 exactly. But again, we we dove into the site just to try to understand what kind of an organization was having a what looked like a fundraiser that an apostle, you know, that they could actually land an apostle to come to, right? It, it's kind of unheard of. So what we learned about their vision statement for our listeners on audio, I'll read it. The vision statement says, Book of Mormon Central is a nonprofit public charity that helps people everywhere build enduring faith in Jesus Christ by making the Book of Mormon accessible, comprehensible, and defensible. We are supported by people like you and appreciate all donations, large or small. If you love the Book of Mormon, consider donating to Book of Mormon Central and become part of this exciting movement. So then they have three pillars of work, um, scholarly, scriptural, and shareable. I'll let Landon go over those because again, too small for me. <laughs> and then of course we want to highlight and Landon will talk about this, um, the support aspect, how we can support. Yeah. So I want to, I want to take this and I want to compare it a little bit to a previous episode that we had, um, mm -hmm. episode 35 attacked where, mm -hmm. uh, uh, one of the apologists actually went after uh, a, a lot of the post-Mormon uh, podcasts saying that there are these huge financial uh, markets that they're generating money and destroying right. people's taking faith advantage. while taking their money. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't seen that, I encourage you to, to watch that episode. I think because... we'll link that in the show notes because it relates to this. Just recently, apologists went after post-Mormon um, thought leaders you know, saying you shouldn't be doing what you're doing. And, you know, there's some kind of fraud or something here. So anyway, it's a good episode. Yeah. And I, I just saw where uh, that same apologist posted again recently. I, I think they got a new uh, 990 form for Mormon stories and he's going after, oh my gosh, they're, they're making $700,000 a year. Uh, th th this is a finance, you know, this is the, this is the $150 billion corporation church, uh, apologists uh, saying no. that, oh my gosh, this organization raised $700,000 last year to to point yeah. out our flaws <laughs> to no, us. No, it's a beam in your own eye situation. Look, I finally got it right. Beam, right? A beam. That, a beam. <laughs> that is that is the hypocrisy of this entire thing. As exactly. We go it's yep. just the, the, the huge levels of hypocrisy that we see. Yeah. And I hope our, our viewers and our listeners uh, catch on to that as we go through this. So the three pillars that he goes over scholarly and expert analysis. Uh, they said they reach uh, 68 million that they had uh, total online user interactions in 2020. Um, 82% of that material, uh, they said 82% of church members have access to this material. So 
they're pointing their members to it. They're pointing their missionaries to it. Even though they're saying don't use non-approved church sources, it becomes real obvious here that uh, this is a wink, wink approved right. source of the nudge, church. Nudge, nudge. Yes. Yeah. Nudge, nudge. Um, and so uh, we'll uh, we will hit that and, and go over that. Um, interestingly enough, they have 298,000 YouTube subscribers. You compare that to John DeLynn, who I think just went over 150,000. Yes. So they have about twice the number of subscribers as John DeLynn has. Uh, but uh, remember, he's he's a uh, you know, 700,000 is what it takes to to run his operation. We'll see what it takes to run uh, their operation uh, here in a bit. Uh, it was founded. Uh, they say scriptural and teaching tools is their second pillar. Uh, their it was founded by John Welch, who had a lot to do with farms. Uh, uh, you, you keep seeing the same people creating all these, and they're all paid BYU employees or staff or CES Central uh, people. Um, they have an advisory board of two dozen community leaders, a board of trustees of eight members. Their staff has 16 full-time members plus 14 part-time members to do, you know, similar to what John DeLynn pretty much does, you know, by himself or with two or three helpers. Yeah, very uh, Volunteers, dozens of volunteers. And we'll hit that. That becomes important here in, in, in just a little bit too. Uh, but this, bit, this, this last one here is really interesting, shareable and accessible content. And uh, they tell us what they need from us for support. They say the BMC Key, Keystone Endowment is a permanent, $10 million fund being established by 2022 by a circle of generous donors to allow BMC to expand our reach in perpetuity. Boy, does that sound, it seems like every fund the church sets up is in perpetuity. It, there's right. they, they'll there's last no end. It's forever. endless. There's no it's end. the eternities. <laughs> it, it, yes, it's eternal. That's for sure. It's eternal. It's an eternal fund. Um, they say, we welcome Keystone donors of every level. Contributions of $50,000 or more will invite Keystone donors into the legacy donor circle. Yes. There's always another level, right? It's not uh, just the celestial kingdom. There's a couple more tiers that you can get to. And in this case, by making a $50,000 or more dollar donation um, to an apologist website. And, 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 you know, as maybe we're speaking from jealousy because anyone who wants to make a $50,000 donation to Mormonish, we <laughs> well, no, yeah. In fact, I think right now, Landon, we need to create an upper tier. So, we, what can <laughs> we right. call it? We, we'll come up with it. Yes. If anyone would like to make a $50,000 donation to Mormonish, we're you're in, you can come live at our houses. I'm not kidding. <laughs> <That's right. Yeah. laughs> I'll cook you dinner. <laughs> That's right. We 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 ask for so little and give so much, right? That's just right. fifty thousand right. dollars so, is all we want. <laughs> right, but but just the fact that that's there, like it's just something. Here it is. This can happen. I guarantee it probably has happened. This shows you the importance that people maybe are putting on this. You know, it's it's very emphasized. Well, it it tells you who they're going after here, yes. and this is yes. the elite of the church. They're going yes. after the wealthy elite of the church to donate, to keep this going. And exactly. because they're going after the wealthy elite, that's the reason they can get Elder Rasband there. Yes. Uh, we looked at some of the donors on the list and some of the donors uh, that have been donating to this organization, mm -hmm. I believe they were legacy, um, yeah. uh, was uh, the, the uh, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints Foundation. 
Uh-huh. The Morgood uh, Foundation. The yeah, Morgood some of Foundation. these are church affiliated and then name after name, of course, of, of donors that have that have given to this. So yeah, and I you saw should one also point was... out it's a is a certain level of person that can uh, you know pay 250, you know, if it's you and your spouse, that's a or partner, that's a five hundred dollar a night, you know, evening dinner. That's a certain level of a person that they're going after to attend this and that will be able to go attend this and hear the apostle. I can't afford that. I can't go hear the apostle because I can't pay $250. So right there, yeah. there's this little divide, you know? Yeah, they're definitely separating the wheat from the tares. Uh, you know, this is the wheat and it's the people who can afford $50,000 and you get exclusive access to an apostle right. and he'll come and speak to us because we're going to to give money. And one of, one of the donors on there that list I saw was Tad Callister, oh, who yeah. was the Sunday school, general Sunday school president. Um, right. So, you know, here he is helping promote an organization uh, to help Sunday school lessons when he was the Sunday school president. Wouldn't you think that his job would be to produce the material for a Sunday school lesson, not an outside Source, no, but, we're uh, going to find out more about that later, why this material is, is necessary, this outside material. And I have to point out that if you go to the dinner, it's filet mignon. It, it, it is filet mignon. It is filet or, mignon. Yeah. Or, or, shri uh, or, or salmon. Uh, salmon. Yes. Or salmon. Uh, yeah. Very, very posh. Uh, I you know, wish. The, the same thing I get when I pay my $500 a month in tithing to my ward budget. That's the same thing we have at our ward dinners. Of is filet it is. mignon and uh, <laughs> salmon. <laughs> yeah, no, I guarantee you're asked to bring something to your own, bring your own sack lunch to your war dinner. That's pretty much how it is now. However, if anybody wanted to invite Mormonish to that dinner, I would go because <laughs> I like salmon. So if that, anybody wants to send us a ticket, we'll we'll attend. <laughs> that's right. So, so what is the relationship between the church and Book of Mormon Central? Uh, well, they... Uh, they actually come and answer that. Uh, they say, Book of Mormon Central is not officially endorsed, endorsed by the church, although we are tru a trusted independent organization. Members of the 12 and the 70 have keynoted BMC events. Church leaders and employees work with us both as private individuals and occasionally in official capacities. I like that as private individuals. So maybe Elder Rasband's there speaking as a private individual, even though he's called Elder Rasband and everybody knows who he is, uh, that he's there. Well, and remember when they ask Elder Hall or President Holland or Elder Holland to speak at, um, where was it? Oh, BYU-Idaho, right? And they Southern call Utah him University, Elder... Southern Utah University. Oh, that's right. SUU. Sorry, I got that wrong. And they called him Elder, Elder, Elder until somebody pointed out, why is an apostle talking here? And then they started calling him Doctor, Doctor, Doctor. So titles matter. And it's true. If this is just um, Brother Rasmond talking as a man at this dinner, then just list that instead of, you know, Elder. Elder means something. When you list that out, it definitely implies an endorsement of sort. At least I think that's what a lot of people thought when they saw the invitation. And that's why they wondered. And they're certainly with the musicians, they're certainly not calling them elder and sister. No. Uh, they're, no. they're calling them by name. So exactly. Um, it goes on to say, we hope our efforts help all of the religious organizations within the restoration movement who cherish the Book of Mormon. We hope our materials prove useful to missionaries working with investigators. 
apologetic uh, material for missionaries. We hope our approach helps many people stay in the boat as Elder Ballard taught in his famous October 2014 and October 2016 general conference addresses. Our publications ultimately depend on research. But research is inherently exploratory and uncertain. Mm. Wow, uh, I thought research was the opposite. It, it is exploratory, but its purpose is to make something certain, not to make it uncertain. That's why well, you we forget do that a lot of a lot of this research begins with the premise is true that they're trying to arrive at. And then the research bottom up supports that premise. And that's that's sort of a faulty way <laughs> to do any kind of research because you're going to run into some shaky analysis if you're determined to reach this conclusion and not be open to maybe that conclusion isn't correct. So it really isn't research in the way that, that most people would use the word. And I think they know that. And that's why these next couple sentences become really, this is the hammer of the, of the entire uh, purpose of this organization. Being completely independent empowers Book of Mormon Central to take calculated risks with the which the official church would not be comfortable undertaking. If we are successful, the church benefits. If we are not successful, the church is not embarrassed. We support the church's mission to help more of God's children's feast upon the words of Christ in the Book of Mormon. Now, I got to ask you, what does that mean, uh, Rebecca? If we are successful, the church benefits. If we are not successful, the church is not embarrassed. Yeah, it's, it's a way to remove the church from these more exploratory apologetics that aren't really based in sound science or sound research or anything like that. So they can give answers to people that are questioning that may allow you for a time to say, OK, that sounds like it might be OK. Of course, then maybe some peer reviewed scholarly research, I point to maybe DNA, right, comes out totally blows everything else out of the water as far as the Book of Mormon. Well, for an organization like this, if they had sort of landed on one side of it, it doesn't matter. They can say, yeah, whatever, we were wrong. If the church had come out officially with some of these things that then were completely proved to be completely erroneous, again, embarrassment. So this is, I would say, maybe like a fall guy kind of a scenario. How do you see it? Yeah, the uh, the church used to be its own apologist. Uh, yes. When you had questions, you went to the church and the church right. attempted to answer it. Now the church is outsourcing their apologetics because they've been embarrassed in the past. The answers they're giving are not sound. They don't hold water. And they try to give all these different reasons. You know, the book of Abraham, they've, you know, they've changed three different scenarios now. Of, well, maybe it's this. Maybe it was this is why it doesn't mean what it says. But now they can turn to their apologetics. They can put it all over the websites. They can refer Sunday school teachers mm -hmm. to it. They can go and tell the members, here's the answers. Here's faithful answers. And then when those answers end up being wrong, the church can say, well, that wasn't us. That was the our, that was an apologetic source. We never said that. Exactly. It, it's it kind of like covered. saying some people say. When you say some people say, you're not saying it. However, you're putting the information out there. But you have plausible deniability, or as Bill Real likes to say, deniable plausibility, maybe both apply here. Um, but yeah, some people say, and that doesn't mean that you're saying it. However, the information is put forward. And when it's put forward, seemingly with the support of the parent organization, it's very hard to distinguish. I think 
if asked, a lot of people would feel that the information on Book of Mormon um, or Scripture Central um, is from the church, even though they clearly state that it's not. It's it's convoluted. It's implied. And when you have an apostle speaking at your event, again, the implication is there. And that's what I think is confusing to people. The, 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 pro, the, the apostle showing up gives credibility to this yes. organization that yes. they have they have the backing of the church. Yes. And we'll go we'll go over that here in, in just a bit. Uh, but they have the they have the credibility and really what they are, you know, they're not Book of Mormon Central or Book of Mormon Fall Guy, like you said. They're the yeah. fall guys. They're the ones yeah. that the church looks to to take the heat off of them. And that's why they've got the support of of the of the brethren uh in their endeavor here. Right. Uh, and and I would say that they can pivot very quickly too. You know, they may be putting forward one explanation for the problems with the book of Abraham, they can very quickly pivot, you know, if something happens in that arena of scholarship, and they can say, but wait, now there's new information. They are very flexible and agile, because they have many researchers, they can say, all right, that that line of research, it looks like more now it's this. When the church comes out and say, says things, people think, that's a prophetic statement. You cannot take it back or dial it back. You cannot show error in any way or the people lose confidence. So to have an agile, um, flexible organization that can take care of that for you, it's a huge benefit to the church. They are the imperfect humans that the church yes. likes to refer to is now yes. Book of Mormon Central. The, the prophets and apostles can stay above it. And these people That's now right. become the imperfect humans. Yeah. And the statement says embarrassment. They'll take it. They'll take the heat. But if they're right, that's amazing. It's a it's a huge plus for the church. And the church doesn't have to worry about any kind of negative PR for making a statement that's not correct. And the church will take all the credit when it proves to be so. So uh, the next slide here, what will BMC do with my donation? Um, and th this is really quite interesting and really quite uh, uh, hypocritical when you see what has been being put out by other apologist groups right now. Uh, they say, when we reach our flood the earth with the Book of Mormon campaign funding goal of $8.9 million, $8.9 million, and they're wow. saying what a financial center uh, John DeLynn is uh, for $700,000 or whatever it was that he raised. Right. Uh, you, you can go to our TACT episode and they actually have the 990 that shows that. They say, we will have an additional $90,000 per month for operations. This will allow us to add three full-time employees, a script writer, a search engine, optimization auditor manager, and a digital marketer. So it looks like they pay about the same as the church does, 90K per month, uh, covers three full-time employees that <laughs> wow that's uh what's that thirty thousand per employee yeah, that's 30 for, for a full-time well, salary if some of these are we know they have a lot of volunteers too and we'll talk about that more later so maybe that's maybe that's part of it i don't know yeah um so they they think that they can get out to a hundred million per year to 150 and 200 million per year they say when we reach 200 million user engagements per year, we will have a 40% market penetration rate among Latter-day Saints. 
what the hell is a market penetration rate? <laughs> it means they're accessing these people. It means that 40% of members of the church will be aware, they'll be able to watch, they'll be able to enjoy this content. So, and there's a lot of content. Like we're it's just not this website. We're talking about podcasts and shorts and videos and you know, all kinds of, you know, they're flooding all the different media um, ways that you could you could access people. So that's what it means. It means they're freaking everywhere. <laughs> it, it it does mean that it, it does mean that. However, uh, you know, generally you don't think of a church as a market. You know, church members as a market, uh, but that's how they're referring. Don't you to though? Them. Don't you uh, though? <laughs> Sorry, it, it, I'm being snarky again. <laughs> what is what is the market penetration of this temple? Uh, you know, uh, among exactly. the Latter Day Saints. But yep. that that they're referring to it. This is a business. They're it's referring business. to it as a market uh, place, and that they're and and here you've got the, the the other part of this is you've got a general authority, a member of the Quorum of the Twelve, who's helping this organization meet the forty percent market penetration. What exactly? Who are their competitors, and why aren't they getting help? The other apologetic websites aren't getting the help from the the general authorities. Why not? Um, so that that's. Uh, to me, a little bit of a favoritism here, where you've got a certain organization getting uh, help from uh, from the from the brethren. Oops. Um, so, how much does BMC currently spend, and how is its money used? It says their current monthly expenditure averages one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars per month. No executive salaries or fundraising are included in that amount. Um, that's so that's just clerical and administrative, and then that, the salaries are on top of that. Okay. Yeah, it, they they say uh, that all BMC executives, and then they list them here, serve as volunteers. Um, yeah, they serve as volunteers, but a lot of these people work for the church, um, and so right. they volunteer, but they're employed by the church or uh, BYU or one of those other academics. So they're getting a paycheck. Uh, regardless that's tied to um uh to other things and it it's interesting here um there are the other uh they say uh bmc occupies five suites in the office building in springville utah but only pays rent on two and a half of those suites the other two and a half are in-kind private donations from the owners so you've got these wealthy members making things giving things to them, making, uh, giving them the ability to operate this way. Um, and they also, much of BMC's furniture and fixtures come from secondhand sources, such as the monthly BYU surplus sale. So they're getting help from internally from the church, giving them big, huge discounts on on what it takes to run an office. So maybe again, my old desk at BYU is maybe, now sitting in Book of Mormon Central. <laughs> Wouldn't that be interesting? <laughs> well, it might as well be because you're really not using it at this point. <laughs> no, I'm not using it. It's true. And again, I mean, I hope I hope our viewers understand anyone can donate to anything they'd like to donate to. That's completely fair. My issue is just the convoluted nature of this charity. And I also wonder about the word charity, because what are the charitable elements? You know, what, what are they doing that make it a charity? I also feel it's just, it's, it's confusing. I feel people confuse it with the church itself. There's a very 
fine line. I look at people like my parents, elderly parents. I'm guessing if they saw that invitation, read some of this information on the site, they would literally think it was the church. I mean, even though the website does say it's not, many things on it allude to the fact that it's hand in glove with the church. Would you say that's kind of accurate, Landon? Because we're certainly not telling people you can't donate to this. Anyone can do whatever they want. <laughs> yeah, no, you can absolutely donate to it, but uh, aren't you already donating to the church? And now you're yeah. asked to donate to another organization yeah. who's going to give you the answers. I thought we had prophets and apostles to provide those answers to us. And now they've outsourced that and they're relying on this group of paid employees to provide the answers to the questions so that the prophets and apostles aren't embarrassed by having to ask. And the prophets and apostles can now go to these organizations for answers that they can now turn around and provide uh, to members because they don't have the answers. So they're relying on researchers to go out and, and find answers that are palatable that they can try to uh, utilize with with the church and that's that's the problem i have with it why do prophets and apostles need this organization and and we'll yeah. see uh we'll see here that uh they they make it very clear that they need this organization so let's go just a little bit into the financials that we we talked about um all the 990s for nonprofits are available uh via the irs so uh we went and got the the one for this organization they're called book of mormon archaeological forum uh which is <laughs> not much archaeology going on anymore uh because they haven't found anything uh but here's how their money is spent you know they they just told us how their money's spent let's look at how their money's spent uh for the current year this was 2019 i blew this up uh, their contributions and grants was they, they had one point five million dollars in contributions uh, that year. And now they're trying for eight point nine million. So, it, you know, this is 2023 there. So I have no idea what they're at currently. But in 2019, they were at one point five, which aligns with that, you know, uh, John DeLynn amount that uh, is is half of this um, right. for him producing uh, his. So uh the interesting part here is of, of that one of that one and a half million, they spent one point one six on employee salaries on these full time employees that they have. Uh, so these are paid researchers doing the same work that we've got, you know, Bill Rill and RFM and um, John DeLynn out there doing. Uh, and us. Don't forget and us. us. And us for free. Uh, for free. And and uh, they're they're pay they've got a staff of sixteen employees and it gets it gets even worse than that when, when we get to it. Um, other expenditures though they have seven hundred eighty two thousand dollars in other expenditures. If you look at this, they uh, their total expenses was one point nine four. They only brought in one point five, so they lost half a million dollars last year, or in twenty nineteen they lost half a million dollars. Now. Uh, the year before that, they lost $153,000. Now, I don't think they're very concerned about that because uh, they have a source to go and, and get out of this debt. They just need to ask the $150 billion church for a little donation and, and it'll be covered. Uh, so I, I don't think you're going to see a church. I don't think this organization staying in business uh, with losses um, for, for three years. They're definitely getting money from somewhere to offset those, those losses. Um, if we go to the next, if we go to the next one, um, we can see how they broke up those other expenses. Um, we kind of can see that 
they, they spend $116,000 on other expenses. Uh, advertising, $145,000 in advertising and promotion. Uh, I don't know any of us who spend hardly anything on advertising in the post-Mormon world. Here's $145,000 in advertising. I don't know where they're advertising or where they're doing that promotion, uh, but that's what they're doing. Uh, they've got $28,000 in office expense, $46,000 in IT uh, costs. Uh, so they're pumping the money into this. Um, the, the interesting one down there is $92,000 in travel. Oh, now it's, that's interesting. I, I'm not sure how much it costs to go to these archaeological sites that they're, you know, that they don't even know where they're at. I don't know how well, they're going that's, there. That's my explanation. <laughs> In order to do Book of Mormon research, first you have to take the Mesoamerica tour. So you have to go to South America then, to be fair, you have to take the Heartland tour and you have to go back east. So it's double because we're not exactly sure. We can't decide where the Book of Mormon took place, Mezzo or Heartland. So it's double your travel expenses. Yeah. And, and if you look over there on the right, 1064 is all the money they're saying they spent on fundraising in 2019. Mm -hmm. So they're getting a million and a half dollars. And they're only spending a thousand dollars fundraising, although they're spending one hundred forty-five thousand advertising. Um, so they're spending a lot more advertising than they are for fundraising, and 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 they're in the hole uh, because of it. So again, that all leads to the fact that they don't have to spend a lot of time fundraising because they're getting this money handed to them. Yeah, they have uh, a built-in fundraising mechanism, and that is people believing you know, that they're completely connected to the church and the church wants them to donate here. So they will. That's, and the church's foundation opinion. making a donation, although yes. the church's foundation does not come from the church. The church yeah. asks people to donate to that yes. foundation so that they can then donate to other foundations and make it not look like the church was donating to them. So yes, it's all very uh, removed and we can use the word clone again, right? Maybe it, 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 it's a clone fundraising company is what they've clone created. Fundraising company. Yep. Exactly. That uh, if you look at that last one down there, 24 a, they said they didn't spend any money on management, but there's $168,000 for management. Uh, I'm not sure. What does that mean? Exactly. I don't know what that means, but it sure looks to me like uh, they're spending money on on managers of some sort. Uh, okay. I don't know how, but that's that's what they're calling it. So, uh, so anyway, that uh, that's a very interesting uh, side to this. So, um, we had some questions about it, and so uh, Rebecca, you posted on our Mormonish page. Uh, I did. I made bit. a post, uh, just the invitation, you know, and I said, "Hey, has anybody else seen this?" And so people started weighing in on our Mormonish Facebook page and they started saying, yeah, this is unusual. What does this mean? Is this a fundraiser with an apostle attending? People were going back and forth. And then a person that I'm connected to, a very nice person who um, described himself as being connected to many of the folks at Scripture Central started to weigh in on the scenario, trying to clear up the confusion that we were having because there was a lot of back and forth with uh, people on our Mormonish Facebook page going, yeah, this seems strange. Is this a fundraiser? So this person decided to start weighing in um, to help us understand what the intent really was of the invitation. So Landon, why don't you go ahead and, 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 and these are paraphrased. If anybody would like to see the actual exchange, 
you can go to our Mormonish Facebook page. You can look for a post that has a picture of the invitation. And then I think there's almost like 40 comments at this point underneath that as different people weighed in. And as this person who we're calling the advocate started to try to describe to us exactly what the intent was. So we, we encourage anybody to go over to Mormonish Facebook page and take a look at the actual exchange. Yeah, basically the gist of the exchange was uh, the the advocate for uh, Book of Mormon Central uh, was saying that, that the information was mistaken, mm -hmm. that that never should have been sent out, uh, and that the Q code was was incorrect. Uh, right, but he actually said um, Elder Rasband's event is not a fundraising event. That event will be held separately without a general authority present. And we thought, okay, that's interesting. So then. We, as Mormonish, through a phone call, confirmed that Elder Rasman is going to be the keynote speaker at a $250 plate event. And then the advocate let us know back, like I said, it's kind of a back and forth, um, told us that he is speaking at the banquet event. The fundraising event is separate. A lot of the information was from last year. And, and I think you saw that when we pulled up that slide before. It did say, change this, change that. But again, Anyone that received the invitation and scanned the barcode would see that information from last year and might be confused. So he told us a lot of the information from last year needs to be updated. The banquet ticket price covers expenses for the evening only, and they are hoping to just break even with the cost. There is no explicit call for monetary donation when a general, when any of the general church leaders are present. So we were getting this explanation of how we had misunderstood that it was a, a fundraiser. And then suddenly um, we scanned the barcode again. We were going to take some screenshots. And suddenly what happened, Landon? <laughs> well, the, they changed it. Uh, it, it was they almost as it. if uh, the, the person we were talking to was also talking to his uh, counterparts at, at yeah. uh, Book, of, Book of Mormon Central because all of a sudden the... Uh, a new invitation came up and this is the new invitation here on the left that you can see and instead of talking what you know the previous year it was very clear it said this is a fundraising event in the invitation where that we went to on the q code the right, 250 dollar a plate uh dinner was a fundraiser it said right on it it's a fundraising but now because they've asked an apostle to be there, it's now not a fundraiser because you can't do fundraisers with apostles being there. And so they went in and they changed the uh, they, they changed the invitation. Instead, they now tell you what's on the menu. Um, filet mignon. They, <laughs> yes, the filet mignon and the miso glazed salmon with horseradish whipped potatoes and baby carrots. And Again, roasted if someone would just invite us. <laughs> <laughs> Hungry just talking about it. You know, I anytime know. you have crispy leeks on the menu, you know oh. it's for high-end people. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't had lunch yet. So this is actually making me really hungry. We may have to just pause here, go have lunch and come back. That's right. <laughs> but they, they did post a little bit here that even raised our, uh, I don't know, our, our radar went up a little bit yeah, more. When, when, when we got this, we even began to question it more. Uh, because if you look right here on the bottom, and for those that are listeners, I'll go ahead and read it. It says, enjoy the evening with us at the new Hyatt Regency Salt Lake City. This is a high-end hotel. The event will take place in the Regency Ballroom. Upon arrival, you will be greeted at our check-in tables in the ballroom foyer. 
or foyer, depending on yep. how fancy. Foyer. You when you're serving filet mignon, it's foyer. <laughs> it's foyer. <laughs> there you can meet some of the Scripture Central staff, volunteers, and service missionaries, as well service. as see some of the projects they've been working on. Once the ballroom doors are open, take your seats to take your seat to enjoy dinner and a celebratory evening. Sunday dress is the appropriate attire for this event. So service missionaries, aren't service missionaries work for the church? Aren't they called for the church? Book of Mormon yes. Central has their own service missionaries? No, these are church service missionaries. And that definitely made us think, well, again, hand in glove. Um, and so we asked, is our next slide about what, what our advocate uh, told us about service missionaries? Wait, first read the last line there. I'll proceed. Yeah, yeah, I need to read that last line. Yeah, so then we'll, go, the we'll get more into service missionaries. But we definitely thought that's unusual because service missionaries are absolutely seen as being authorized and sent by the church to anything that they're at implying the church's approval of any event they're at. So we'll talk about that more in a minute. But that last line. Yeah, the last line that they put said, all proceeds from this event go to support Scripture Central, a 501c3 nonprofit organization. Okay. Now, again, proceeds means that any, any money that they get from this is going to Scripture Central. And the fact that they're pointing out that it's a nonprofit organization, again, is indicating to the rich people that this is a tax write-off for you. Exactly. You're free to put money to us and it's tax-free. And is you'll get the benefit, right? However, we were told by the advocate um, that they were just barely hoping to break even. So, you know, alluding to it's not a fundraiser. We're just putting us on maybe from the goodness of our own heart to celebrate Moroni Day, but we don't expect it all to, um, we don't expect to make any money. We're hoping just to break even on this event, which I think is unusual in itself also. Yes, uh, I, I did the math and, and uh, that's what this slide is for. I looked at how many tickets they were selling. They had three sections that had like 107, I think it was 107, something like that uh, uh, in each section. So I took the number in each section times it by three, that came out to 510 seats. I did ask when I called if there were tickets that were more expensive than 250 or less. Uh, the guy on the phone told me they were all $250 okay. each. One of the people okay. said when they scanned it, some of them were $500, uh, but I was told 250. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna stick with $250 each. Uh, if you take 510 tickets and you sell them at $250 each, that's $127,500. Now, if you can't break even on $127,000 for the night, uh, you know, it is filet, mania, filet it mignon, is. Uh, but there's no alcohol. This is a church thing, uh, exactly. you know, so they're renting the ballroom. Maybe they're paying uh, President Oaks's granddaughter a ton of money to come play. I don't know. Uh, but somehow they're saying, oh, boy, we're just going to squeak by at $127,500. Now, remember in 2019, they spent a thousand dollars on fundraising, so here they're going to spend about one hundred twenty-seven thousand dollars on fundraising all of a sudden just to break even, and that's that's their only hope. They don't hope to make any money off of no, this. No, it's not a fundraiser. It's by not what a fundraiser. Saying. They only they're hope just putting to break on this even. event. Although right. last I, year when they had the same event, it was a fundraiser and they exactly. hope to have a ton of money coming in. <laughs> yes, and I think we have that slide where they encourage you. I think we have that later, don't we, Landon? From yes. the year before. Yeah, that's coming up. And I was, I will say that I was going to call the ballroom. I've actually, I was 
discussing this with RFM and he said, well, why don't you just call the ballroom and find out how much it was? I tried to call, I didn't get anybody to answer, but you know, you could dig farther and find out exactly, you know, what it is. But, but the point is there's just confusion there. If it's not a fundraiser, then it's just a wonderful event that they're putting on to celebrate the day supported by optically supported by an apostle attending, I guess maybe is what, what our advocate is trying to describe to us. If it's not a fundraiser, then it's even worse. It's a $127,000 uh, come listen to a profit and pay $127,000 to do it. Right. Um, e either way, this is problematic, especially right. those of us who have gone to ward dinners where you have to bring potluck in. Yes. Do you know how many wards would love to, could, could have a dinner for $127,000. I think our budget for award dinner when we were on the activities committee was $200. Yeah. You had $200 to buy the meat and everyone else had to bring something. And that's what you had to feed, uh, you know, all, all three, 300 yeah. people in the ward. And here that you're feeding 500 people and you have $127,000. Uh, it, it just does not sit right uh, with anyone. So, so we went back and we we asked, uh, you know, what, um, why are we confused as to whether this is a fundraiser? I mean, the advocate made it very clear this is just this is not a fundraiser. Uh, this, you know, we're trying to break even. We don't hope, to, you know, they don't hope to raise right. any money. And it turns out, and and RFM uh, stated. I this. think he crystallized it perfectly because literally the advocate was saying, "We don't understand why you would be confused. This is not a fundraiser." And all of us are going, "I just, I, <laughs> we are confused." So I thought this crystallized it perfectly. RFM said, and I'm sharing with permission. Uh, their position seems to be that if they say it's not a fundraiser, it's not a fundraiser, even if they are raising funds. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought that was great. In true RFM style, cut right to it. There it is. And and that's exactly true. That's that, that they are putting this dinner on to raise money. There is no question that's what the purpose of this is. Right. And, and why are show... we confused? Here are the list of reasons. Why? Yes. yes. We're we're going to show some video too that show kind of what they say at these meetings so that right. you'll know. There's there's no doubt even if they don't ask if they're going to use a technicality and say, well, He's going to leave the room before we ask for funds yes. or we're going to say how important this is and encourage everyone to give funds. And then we're going to send a letter out to all the people who came asking them for donations after he leaves. Either way, that is a fundraiser. That is a fundraising event. That's what this is about. So why did we think it was? Well, first, uh, there's a picture on of an apostle on an invitation for a $250 per plate dinner. Uh, clearly, $250 per plate dinners are generally to raise funds because it does not cost $250 uh, to feed people. Um, the next one was that service missionaries are present. The service missionaries are there to do what? Um, as the advocate said, well, you're allowed to, service missionaries are allowed to volunteer for approved charities. Approved, right. approved charities. So, he, he right. said, and where else I, do I, they go? Where else does a mission, service missionary go? A temple, a cannery, a family history center, um, all church venues, basically. And now here. And so what what is someone going to think when they see a service missionary? They're going to think that it's a church approved, <laughs> which is why they're there, place to be. 
Yes, and that this is a church approved uh, because it, it is that it, it, they yeah. the church has approved this organization for service missionaries to go work. And yeah. remember when it said dozens of volunteers on their uh, pillar for how they staff this. So they're staffing this with all these people are going on service missions, and then the church is going, oh, you ought to consider going and working at Book of Mormon Central and helping them out for your two-year mission. Uh, or maybe yeah. they do one week of however much they do, but the, someone is donating in kind, in kind, with the church's permission yeah. uh, to, 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 to keep this organization going. Right. Um, another reason is the past invitations to this celebration that had no apostle, call it a fundraiser. Uh, in fact, this is what the 2022 one said. It said, please join us by reserving your seat to this dinner at the cost of $250 per person. We encourage you to come in a generous mood with a desire to give even more this evening if your circumstances allow. And of course, we all know that people who can afford $250 a plate for dinner, right. their circumstances allow them to give more. Um, and, and, and then the, the last one is, is the current online invitation says all proceeds will go to Scripture cent Central and indicate that it's a 501c3 and that it's tax deductible. So uh, it's clear here that, uh, you know, this was, in fact, this is the, um, the invitation from last year, just because we like to show that we're not. Show the uh, sources. <laughs> show our sources. Uh, you can see. Uh, Right up here, they're they're telling us that their purpose is, again is to make the scriptures accessible, comprehensible, and defensible. Uh, please join us. If the, the paragraph right above the agenda. Please join us by reserving your seats at the cost of two hundred and fifty dollars a person. We encourage you to come with a mood and a desire to give even more. This was Moroni Day the previous day. They have set the standard that Moroni Day right. is a day of fundraiser, a fundraiser. Yep. for Book of Mormon Central, and now. Because they're inviting an apostle, they can't call it a fundraiser. So they're not calling it a fundraiser, even though they're raising funds, just, just as we said. Yep. Uh, so have the brethren mentioned, the media mentioned on Book of Mormon Central? Yes, they have Book of Mormon and Central. And this is from Book of Mormon Central's website. This is uh, All of these slides are from their um, frequently asked questions. So they're letting know pe people know who visit their site have has our organization ever been mentioned by the brethren even the fact that that exists is interesting you know don't you think oh yeah yeah they're they're trying they're they're saying we're supported by the brethren the brethren back us we have their supporting right. we and are here an here arm here here church. here yep we it, it, I, I picture these guys like you know when when you read the war stories and they send them in and they say Okay, you're not going to get a uniform or any identification. Right. And if Covert. you get caught, you're on your own. You're on but, your own. But we're sending you as the government. And that's exactly what these people are. The church is going, okay, but if you get caught in your scholarship, you're on your own. We're right. taking They're no credit. They're secretly for it. embedded. <laughs> but here's your mission that we are sending yep. you out for. <laughs> The, the tape on the tape recorder explodes after they read it for three seconds. But yeah, so that was a long list of the many times that Book of Mormon Central, Scripture Central was mentioned favorably in, um, were there church publications? Maybe go back to the slides so we can we can maybe say the times that it was mentioned verbally in addresses. I'm trying uh, a to remember. A lot of them were, a lot of them, some were addresses, some were speeches, some were church news. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, Deseret News, church Deseret news all the different places that you would see them mentioned or their work mentioned. But one of the reasons that we thought that this was supported by the church was the video on uh, their own website. Uh, they produced a video that's kind of shown 
over the years, some of their activities and some of the uh, quotations from some of their leaders. And right, so and I would say this is one of the main reasons that we believe people would believe this was sanctioned by the church itself. This is pretty clear. Correct. So we're we're going to play this and we're going to stop and and comment if, in in just a few places. It's not very long, and we we've uh, taken out just the pieces uh, that that we need. He has revealed to me the absolute need for us to move the Book of Mormon forward now and in a marvelous manner. You must help with this burden. Okay, so right there on the website, the Book of Mormon Central, you have President Benson saying um, the Book of Mormon needs to go forward. This is Book of Mormon Central, right? So the Book of Mormon needs to go forward. And you, you people that are hearing my voice, you have to help, right? You must help. So to me, that's, you know, the fact that that's on Book of Mormon Central, the connection is you've got to help. And here it is yep. on our website. So and it, do you have to and help it, us? <laughs> and Book of Mormon Central isn't asking you. President Benson, a prophet yes. of the Lord, is asking yes. you uh, yep. to, to participate. Yep. Yep. Uh, let's look at this next clip from it. Much of the content needed for websites and YouTube must come from independent organizations such as Book of Mormon Central. That, that's very strange. Much of the content that we need as Latter-day Saints has to come from other sources, not the church. Yeah, uh, I thought the church said only use church-approved and church-produced sources, but now they're saying we have to have other sources of, of material. Why? Why isn't that the church has three universities, they have a historian's department, yeah. and they can't produce any of this? They can't come up with these answers? I was Why very confused by that statement. Why must it come? Much of it, most of it, I think he said, has to come from outside. That was confusing to me. Yeah, let's go on then. Are organizations like Book of Mormon Central, uh, are they viewed positively or neutrally or negatively by the First Presidency in the Quorum of Twelve? I can categorically state with authority that they are most favorably viewed by the Brethren. Okay, okay, there's that, the endorsement. If anyone wondered. The, yep, if you wonder, he said it with power and authority yes. that the Brethren... Uh, whatever, whatever that means. Uh, whatever authority his authority what? is. Now, people like to hear something with authority. So, no, very favorably viewed their function, their purpose. Uh, the brethren are behind it completely. That's what he's saying. The brethren yeah, are behind this. Sounds like he has insider knowledge. You know, he's letting everybody know, basically saying, I spoke to them. They're totally on board. Next. The church cannot do what Book of Mormon Central can do. I'm sorry. That that statement, I, I have no explanation for that statement. Do you? No. The, what, what are they saying? We the, the church can't get away with lying to people about cheesy yeah. scholarship that we put out on our website uh, that yeah. has no backing or no peer, peer review. The church can't do that or they'll get caught. 
we can do that. That's right. why we're here as Book of Mormon Central is we can we can put out scholarship that's not that's not real scholarship and we can get away with it. And we can get away with it. Well, like they said before, to um, avoid the embarrassment of the church when the scholarship is proven to be subpar. I think in this clip, though, it almost makes it sound monetarily like they can't do it. I mean, th maybe that's how some of we would take it. We need your support, your help. The church cannot. And of course, that's a ridiculous argument, too, if that's what they mean, because $150 billion plus, yes, you can. You could you can put out and, and three universities and a want. church historian yeah. department. I think they can answer yeah. any question and put out any media that Book of Mormon Central could with their yeah. 16 full-time employees and 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 exactly. So I don't know what that meant, but it definitely was a call to action. The church needs your help. They can't do it, only you can. So I, I however think, that was meant to be taken, I think it was definitely uh, a call to action. People would see it as a call to action. I think he even tells why uh, here. Uh, uh. These are valued, trusted resources, and they need more support. They need more financial support. The church cannot possibly produce all of the content needed. We need your help. Okay. Okay. So they don't have the money to do it. They don't have the manpower to do it. They can't possibly do what Book of Mormon Central can do. They can't put out all the content that that we can with our with our 16 employees, you know, with their 80,000 missionary force, with their uh, 150 billion. They can't do what we can do. Again, there's they a reason this organization money. exists. What is it? What? And they've told us what it is. It's to provide a defense for the church. They want they're going to defend the indefensible. That is their mission uh, here. Yep. So right. uh, then we start getting uh, buy in from uh, from apostles as well uh, uh, from, uh, I think, 2017. I'd also like to thank the many donors and other supporters who've aided the scholarly pursuit and publication of materials important to the Church of Jesus Christ in these latter days. Please know that as officers of the church, we know it takes money and other resources to research and write and publish these marvelous pieces of scholarship. Evidently, Kwaku is a marvelous piece of scholarship because uh, <laughs> that's who they're showing in there when he says that. They were working hard at what they're doing. Yeah, and again, to be clear, this is a Book of Mormon Central event. He was speaking at that event. That's correct. And, and do that. What's yeah. a donor? What's a donor? I don't <laughs> what's know. What's a donor? <laughs> well, evidently they cannot take uh, donations, but they can take donations, I guess. <laughs> it's probably a very sophisticated way to say donor and we're like foyer and we're just not aware. <laughs> it probably is. Let's meet the donor in the foyer. It's probably something like that. When, when you give over $50,000, you're a donor. <laughs> you're a donor. <laughs> I don't know. But again, this video was on the website and you've got apostles, you've got prophets, you've got people speaking with authority that the church cannot do this. We are going to do it and we need your help and the church wants you to help. And again, I think we should be clear. You can donate to whatever you want. Anyone can donate to whatever you want. But this is almost sort of like a bait and switch where anybody going to the site and watching this videos is going to believe that the church want you to donate here. They need you to donate here.
That's right. And you look at our attack uh, video and we see what the apologists are saying. And yeah. uh, no one out in the post-Mormon world is ha having these kinds of... Uh, we went to a dinner to help uh, raise money for Bill Rill. Uh, and it was $30 and his organization. a plate. Yeah. <laughs> $30 a plate is what it was right. uh, to, to get in there. So, well, and then there was a $10 component too. Yeah. I mean, and that was yeah, fun. And you, support Mormon discussions. It was awesome. It was a great night. Anybody could have gotten in. So yep. And anyone could have, could have come in. And I think if anyone would have walked in, they weren't even checking tickets. Oh. You could have come in and listened in uh, at, at any time. In, yeah. So yeah. Uh, there, there's certainly a double standard from these apologetics that, oh my gosh, you guys are horrible because you're raising money and you're keeping these people in a faith crisis uh, to raise money. Yet we see a church with 150 billion can't get enough. They're, they're a machine. They just keep chewing this money up. Oh, we've got to have a, a, a an apologist that has $10 million in the bank so they can operate in perpetuity. They seem to be really worried about that the world isn't really going to end and that Jesus really isn't going to come back because they got to have money forever. Because that's, that's what true. Why do they need perpetuity if if it's imminent? Yeah, if it's imminent, it's coming within the next few years. Uh, that's a good point. They they don't need that, but that's what they're trying to make all their organizations do. And you know that when they get to that point, just like they have with theirs, they're going to keep asking for money. They're not going to stop. Yeah. They're going to ask for money in perpetuity as well. So. Yeah, uh, it yeah, costs it's, a lot of money to worship Jesus. It costs a lot of money to be a part of religion. I see that across the board, right? Jesus, Just Jesus needs your support to defend uh, his teachings, evidently, yeah. uh, and he needs a lot of it. So, and he needs a and lot. So, we at Mormonish, we need donors and we need donors as well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that we can keep doing this. <laughs> <laughs> really is that uh, what you're gonna say now that we like are asking for five dollars that's right two dollars <laughs> two dollars so that we can uh, gravitate over to Streamyard, so that we don't have our issues with uh with zoom that we keep having right so that's right that's right uh, i don't know and i can't give anybody a filet mignon or sa glazed salmon dinner i could send you a granola bar in the mail if you wanted to but we will go out to dinner with anybody uh. and that's true we love to talk to you guys and go out to dinner so i don't know so I i'm not sure if i'm more confused or less confused having you know, diving into all of this it, again, no one has done anything wrong. Everything is, is just fine. It's just optics. And I just think about people like my parents that I know full on would believe that this is something that the church wants them to do. A, a, a responsibility in the church would be to donate to this organization. And um, they would just take it that way. Maybe not everybody would, but I definitely know that some people, some people would. So I don't know. Do you think that we've uh, delved into this enough and, and just let everybody kind of come to their own conclusion? It was just very unusual. And it caused a lot of stir um, out there in the post-Mormon community, just wondering, what is this? I think we've dug into it uh, and, and put it out there so people at least understand what's going on with this. Right. Let them make their own decision, whether it's right uh, that an apostle should come speak at a $250 a, a, a plate dinner. Uh, but I'd love to have uh, our listeners and our audience go on to Mormonish podcast and make some comments on yeah. uh, our Facebook page. Uh, so that we can see what your thoughts are or comment on the video when you watch it. Uh, we're really interested to see your feedback and whether yep. you think this is a fundraiser or not. Yeah, exactly. Or Instagram too. You can reach us there because I am curious, you know, because, and, and again, I'll say that the advocate, the, the person that we keep calling him the advocate that was on Facebook, you know, he was just very much trying to help us understand, you know, what, 
what Scripture Central's point of view was. So we appreciate him engaging, you know, because some other people were sort of like, no way, they were very vocal about this, you know, and he just, he kept engaging. So that was awesome on his part. It, it was very, very nice of him to try to help us understand, but I think we ended up a little more confused. So yes, please comment on any of our different assets because um, we'd love to know what you think. And again, um, we appreciate all of our listeners and our viewers so much. And if you would like to be a donor, <laughs> I'm going to start using that word now forever. We do have some links to PayPal and Venmo um, in our show notes of different things. So uh, if you ever feel like throw, you know, we we love you guys and 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 we'd appreciate that too. So so like and subscribe and also hit the notification bell if you'd like to be made aware when more episodes are coming out. And we'll sign off again one more time from Morbanish. Thank you, everybody. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Mormonish. We really appreciate our listeners and would love to hear from you if you have a story you'd like to share. You can email us at mormonishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, mormonishpodcast.org. And don't forget to look for us on YouTube and like and subscribe. Keep joyful, everybody.